0: You are listening to a Strange and Beautiful Network Classics Collection episode. This episode was originally released under our parent podcast, Strange and Beautiful Book Club.
1: Well, it's great about these, though, as I already own all of them on Audible. So, and I've already started, I'm already like all the way through.
0: I have been so excited. <laughs> I may have already read Throne of Glass.
1: Awesome. <laughs> Why would you tell me that I read like, it right
0: now? I read it at uh, Great Wall <laughs>
1: why would you tell me that right this second okay Sorry. i don't want to rachel
0: <laughs> i want to talk about it so i'm right uh, we don't have to talk about it this time unless no you want we'll to. talk about it next week yeah
1: no we're gonna do Murderbot. Yeah. we gotta
0: finish Murderbot. no of course we're gonna finish Murderbot, yeah and then
1: <sighs> okay i was like
0: okay well i've read Murderbot.
1: I uh, maybe i'll just
0: start throwing glass yeah and then i read through did glass you enjoy it? it
1: yeah it was good okay cool 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 that's it don't tell me anymore okay just need to know Do you have some ACOTAR news, the TV show. And so do you know who Dumois is? No. She's like the serial of the real world. Okay. She is the person she has. I think she started on Instagram. People send her like celebrity sightings. She kind of filters through them. And she's pretty accurate about a lot of the rumor mill. Mm-hmm. So she heard this past week mm-hmm. that um, – there is some turbulence in the writing room for the ACOTAR show, which is supposed to be on Hulu. Uh, the uh, showrunner, Sarah J. Mass, is having a really hard time working with the team or throwing fits or a tantrum or something like that, which,
0: mm, okay. Maybe she's a lot like her main characters.
1: Oh, my God, of course she is. <laughs> like, have alan Bryce or... Farah or even Nesta. Yeah. Okay, guys, have a good time with that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. She's probably pretty hot headed. Right. Um, But I don't care. You defend your show. It's your show. You know what's true for these characters. I do imagine that being a solo author and going on to a team of writers for a TV show would probably be there'd be some transition
0: difficulties. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Transition period. But she's probably a lot like her main character. Yeah.
0: I can just – it's Nesta in the showrunners. <laughs> like, no, we're not doing that. And you're all stupid. Just want to leave right there. Yeah. yeah.
1: You don't know. Yeah. And yeah. you're all dumb, right? And really – oh, my God. I love that you said that. And anyway, so also they are talking about budget cuts for this show. And uh, what was – there's a third thing – um, we haven't done any casting yet, but the first four episodes are have been written. Okay. Um, and then there's one more little tidbit of information. the Budget cuts. Anyways, if I think about it, I'll bring it up. But I think that they're going to make it suck. A lot of the discourse online and people, what from what I'm hearing is, you can't make a fantasy show without
0: a budget. Well, I can kind of see that because we were getting to a point where it was getting... Um, ridiculous! Like, didn't Amazon pay something like a billion dollars for the Lord of the Rings? Yeah, Yeah. and so at a certain point, you can't. You're priced out of making. So it's almost good if we have a show that sets a precedent for creating a good, well written, well cast, well put together show. On oh, I remember what it was on a smaller budget, right? Because then this gives us the opportunity to get content from smaller locations,
1: right? But here, here's the big thing: Hulu is owned by Disney, so there's a lot of talk about them whitewashing the show and oh. creating a family show, yeah. or like a teen drama, and that is not going to work for the for the fan for the fandom, right? It's not, and so I think a lot of us, a lot of the discourse has been, I would personally love to see this on like Stars or Showtime or yeah, Cinemax.
0: something with a little bit more, or the people that did interview with a vampire. That's AMC. Yeah, AMC.
1: AMC could kill it.
0: Yeah, but even then, this there's... isn't a Disney show. I mean, this isn't a Disney. No, but book. even
1: then, with AMC, there's some limit to how. To chapter fifty five. <laughs> <laughs> we're
0: we'll just we're just gonna yeah chapter fifty five yeah
1: yeah you know so <laughs> so I, I don't know I think that I I mean the showrunner from Outlander have you read that or watched that at I all? read the
0: first two books.
1: So that one, that's a great parallel. It's a female author, some elements of magic and fantasy in it, also a lot of spice, and it's done really well, and that's a wonderful show. Yeah. It's a great show. So I think that's probably the show that I think has the most similar audience, so it, it needs to be a little bit more niche. A lot of people are like, we need to put it on HBO. HBO doesn't do that kind of niche stuff they make no they make it really they honestly i don't even know how to bring it up but like it's too feet it's like too female centered like the audience for hbo, for HBO. yeah I like they'll make that. a man show yeah. any day yeah game of thrones they took most of the magic out Hi- when we've talked about this before highlighted the Uh, The politics, the sex, the incest, you know, the, the grungy stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, the magic was like sprinkled in. But I know I just don't think HBO would ever tackle it, even though it deserves to be tackled.
0: They haven't done a good female centered show since True Blood.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, unless you're talking about like Sex
0: in the City, but that's like far. We're talking. I'm talking fantasy. And yeah, fantasy and sci-fi, which is traditionally a male-centered right. genre. Right.
1: Right. Oh, I forgot about True Blood. That's a good call. Sorry, sorry, HBO. Forgot about True Blood. Yeah,
0: I mean that was good, but that was like televised HBO, like pre-streaming HBO. Yeah. Like we can finally show tits on television show.
1: Right. HBO. Well, HBO has never shied away from. Oh, uh, maybe a little bit. Yeah, they but... did
0: for the stuff like they had to censor somewhat. That's why True Blood especially the first couple of seasons are pretty uh spicy because mm-hmm. it was our like we finally got permission to go like full frontal nudity. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, and then Netflix has that show Sex Life. Have yeah. you seen
0: that? I have.
1: Yeah, okay, you know, you know. Yes, you know. I yes. know you know. I see it in your face. Leah,
0: Leah, maybe watched that one scene. She was like, <laughs> like "What do you think about this?" She's like, "Okay, hang on, hold. Just hear me out." <laughs> it's like, "Okay, whatever. mom." Mom was there. She was like, "I think you'd feel that thing on your back teeth."
1: <laughs> your mother said that. Yes. Oh my god, she needs to be on the podcast. <laughs> um in your back teeth i felt it dingling in all my tonsils um that's hilarious but like that's an example i feel like we need that level of intimacy yeah with great writing and you know i think something else i was thinking what else could the writer's room be really like could she be coming up against and you know The the big twist is that our entire, our love interest from the first book, spoiler alert, turn it off if you haven't read (laughs) ACOTAR, our love interest from the first book is not our love interest. Right.
0: So how are we going to, how are we going to do that?
1: Right. And she might, I would be like, you fight for that, Sarah. You fight for that. Because that is like, I loved that part, is that we get this twist and this turn. Yeah. You know? So... We'll it's see. unexpected.
0: It's nice. Yeah, not, it's not nice in that I'm happy for Favorite cuz she's betrayed, but nice <laughs> in that we got like a
1: that she has to deal with Tamlin for right. a whole it wasn't, season. Yeah. It wasn't
0: the um the direction I thought we were going to go. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, exactly. So I I don't know. I hope she's fighting for it. I like kind of like to hear that there's some um turmoil, but also that we get an update.
0: What was the other thing you remembered?
1: Oh, it was a smut factor that, oh, okay. that, that Disney – like, because Disney owns Hulu, there has been some talk about, like, what's allowed on these networks and streaming. And there's – to me, there's – and, you know, I'm sure there's people with more knowledge about it. But, like, Hulu and Prime seem to be in the same boat as to what their rating systems and what they'll put on their yeah. streaming networks. And then you've got, like – You know, ABC, NBC, CBS, your big networks, and they can only do such and such. And then you've got your HBOs, Cinemax, Showtime, Stars. But with everything streaming these days, where's the, why is there a line?
0: Yeah, it's not. It's just, don't put this in kid profiles.
1: And that is really easy to do. Yeah. So, okay, then, Hulu.
0: (laughs) You don't have to, you know. Hulu, take note. We want every single moment of spice from these books in fact if you could add a little to the first one
1: you can you could add more i and i said that pg-13 the first book's pg-13 but the there's a lot of dark dark themes in the book
0: the problem would be season one is a little bit tame season two would be maybe a little bit more but then if we get like a Nesta season three. No, <laughs> no, no. It's no. going to be like Silver
1: Flames would be season like four or five. Yeah. That, and that's what I it's said. It's going to be like,
0: look, you guys started this when you were 14. <laughs> you're really fucking I, lucky you're and, 18 now because yeah. here we fucking <laughs> go. go. Yeah. Well,
1: and I was saying, like, that's okay. So I had a TikTok go viral, which is micro viral, <laughs> meaning that 168 <laughs> strangers on the internet <laughs> liked my shit. And, um, <laughs> and that's what I was saying. I was like, I, I see, like, if we're planning for a future. Mm-hmm. A court of thorns and roses and a court of silver flames are very, very different, different books. books. And I love a court of silver flames the most. Do not fuck with Nesta and Cassian. They deserve better. <laughs> one woman, one woman commented, "I was like Farah and Rhysand deserve better. Elaine deserves better." And her comment was, "You." I was with you until you said Elaine deserved better. <laughs> And I was like, Oh yeah, I heard. Okay. Yeah. I yeah, mean nope. everyone's entitled. I get it. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so that's the equitar update. And then after Murderbot, next the following, we're gonna be doing a Throne of Glass read through. There might yep. be a couple weeks off because we've got some cool books coming out in March. But I'm so excited.
0: <laughs> Murderbot.
1: Murderbot. Our last Murderbot. Yeah. Until the next now. one comes out. Next yeah.
0: one comes out in November. This one's a little bit shorter. It is. And it doesn't have a clear place in the timeline. It doesn't. I would put it before he goes to the planet and rescues Art. If I had to put this anywhere, it'd be right before the novel. Because we're preoccupied with Gray Chris. And by the time we get to the novel, we don't even discuss Gray Chris. That's true. Um, And I think it's really just like a, a, a rest break for us. So this is Murderbot Fugitive Telemetry. Yep. And it's the most recently published book. So it's the last in what is currently out for the Murderbot series. And we just came off the novel, which the novel was wild and full and a lot and wonderful, but a lot to digest. And so I think we needed like a whodunit. We needed a little, just a a quick, a quick sweet moment with Murderbot where Murderbot is figuring out how to interact with these people that know he's a, it's a sec unit, and it wants to help, but it doesn't actually know how to be in a team doing something.
1: Yeah, and um, yeah, I thought this was a story. I was actually pretty. I waited till the last minute to read it. I'm really grateful that it was only four hours. It was just like a quick, like you said, just like it's like it was only, almost like a one. Well, they're kind of like all one shots, but um. We got a couple new characters. We got a little bit more into the way that people who are on preservation, who aren't Menza yeah. and um, what's our our attorney's name? Pinley. Pinley. Like, all of our people, we're, we're kind of seeing him interact with these other people who are so... Um,
0: Distrustful? Yeah. They're terror of where to put it. Because, and they
1: don't trust him, definitely. Right. Well, you said that. Sorry.
0: <clears throat> yeah, because it's not a.
1: They're very resistant. To it's him. not a
0: robot. It's not a person. I mean, it's a person, but it's not a physical human being, and it's not a robot, and it doesn't have a clear category, and so it's very difficult to know. And everybody where thinks where to put it
1: that their default. Everybody seems to think that their default. Uh, god, I don't have words today. I think I've been eating too much junk food. And my brain doesn't work. <laughs> I like cannot compute their default setting is murder, yeah, is to kill, yeah, is to when in actuality, what we've learned from knowing Murderbot for so long is that he's actually a pretty good dude,
0: <laughs> yeah. I think they just see it as a dangerous weapon. Yep, this is a weapon
1: that's what they were made to do that's yeah. they're always going to default back to that go back to that
0: right and especially on preservation there aren't <laughs> weapons there's not violence yeah. there's not murder
1: we get more robots in this and i think yes. that's the cutest part of it uh, like the best part about this book are all of the robots and our big bad ends up being a robot yeah and uh i think that's like him interacting throughout all the stories him interacting with other robots is are the is the best part of that yeah,
0: because he it automatically has like a rapport yeah. with every every bot that it encounters whether it's a software bot a physical bot whatever comfort it's all, bot comfort unit except for comfort units <laughs> <laughs> no which, no but comfort units yeah
1: which he needs to do some work he needs to unpack that but it's fine yeah,
0: yeah. maybe we'll unpack that in november yeah when, when the, the next ne- one comes out yeah the cover's been released has it yeah
1: i'll take a look at it while you talk just kidding, no pressure.
0: Yeah. I um, like, um, So I liked at the very beginning, if we just want to kind of break it down a little yeah. bit in order. So I liked at the beginning when in, Inda, we're talking with Inda. Yeah,
1: Inda is our new, a new person. Yeah,
0: and it's Inda and Mensa and Sec Unit, and they're all having a conversation. And I like how granular Murderbot's interpretation of Mensa's facial expressions are. Because Mensa actually says very little but Murderbot is constantly interpreting her facial expression. And it's these long sentences of, this is her expression. That means I'm paying attention. But what it really means is, you better watch what you're about to say because don't fuck up again. Yeah. And it's all this like. And she
1: has a micro expression and he has learned how to, com- like, he can translate it. Yeah. 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 it's. He's like, (laughs) he says at one point, he goes, she pointed her eyebrow at me. Yeah. And in my mind, I had to like pause and be like, what does that mean? Like, what does that face look like?
0: Yeah. And then it actually says, it's not really, but it's difficult to describe. Like, you had to be there to (laughs) know exactly what, what I'm talking about. Right. Yeah.
1: The part that really stood out to me was when Inda said she alluded to him not being a person, and her face went from... Like, pleasant leader to the fuck did you just say? Yeah. <laughs> and without saying anything, the the endo was like, Yeah, okay. I didn't mean to. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I made a mistake. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. Yeah. But... Oh, no, she takes a breath and Mensa says, Think about what you're about to say.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just, and I and then lo- the Penley's pissed because she let her off. I love that he described Penley as like the combat. Yeah, unit, the combat
0: unit version like of it. Like what a,
1: we have seen as the biggest, baddest
0: type of being. That's who she is as an yeah. attorney. It gives you a sense of his respect for, her. for his core group of friends. <laughs> and I like that it is not um, taken aback and it's not made uncomfortable by their support of it. Right. So Mensa's support, Pinley's support, even Gwathryn's Right and Wrathy, yeah, and Their they're like support. our
1: everyday pals now. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I love that they tricked him into therapy. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, and he it, doesn't like, does he? I don't think he recognizes.
0: He's like, yeah, yeah. I've
1: talked to her like five times now. Yeah, it's for a
0: documentary. It's for a documentary about constructs. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, okay, good. Are you going weekly? Because
1: that's great to know. Yeah. He's like, I've been really able to open up and we've been, I wasn't expecting to talk about this, but we did. <laughs> yeah. And I'm in my mind, I'm like, y'all straight up tricked him into therapy. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's happening. Yeah. And it'll make a great
0: documentary,
1: but yeah. also that's therapy. Yeah. Yeah. I love that part. I was like, that's so clever so happy we need to do that to everybody
0: yeah and i love the part where it's talking about how it has so much rapport with yeah. the doctor whose name what how do you say her name
1: uh, uh i don't know let me look at it i have to look at it to say okay. it i know dr it, b
0: dr b i know what it looks like but i've never heard it out loud so i don't <laughs> I've know
1: i've only ever read it, say it i've she's only, only, only ever read it
0: she's only ever really in the first one yeah, yeah, and I love that they. After
1: that. I love that they. There was a. There's one part where they're referencing how. Um, they're talking about how. She wouldn't have believed he was a person until. He saved her from getting
0: eaten yeah, by Yeah, that's the, what I'm talking about. Is that yeah. part where she's like... I think I well, highlighted we, it, actually. We have a rapport because you kept me from getting chewed on by alien fauna. And she's yeah. like, we just got to figure out a way to get everybody else to realize you're a person without having to go through the same experience. Right. <laughs> and he's like, that's not exactly what she said, but that's what she meant.
1: <laughs> yep. So funny. Sorry, I got distracted.
0: I know, you're looking for her name.
1: Yeah. I think I... What Dr. B. Dr. P. Um
0: And I like that this is really kind of Murderbot's slice of life. This yeah. is Murderbot arriving at the station, doesn't want to go to the planet, so it's gotta make its home on this station. And it has to figure out what its role is on this station. And it doesn't want to just sit around and watch media all day. I mean, it kind of wants to, but it realizes that it needs to do other stuff too. Yeah, it's actually that'll get boring after a while. At
1: the end of it, he actually talks about how he he could probably be like some sort of like espionage spy, but like he doesn't want to do that because he wouldn't get enough media time. Yeah,
0: which hurt. I understand that. <laughs> it's like I could have been, I could be way more than I am right now, but right. then I'd have to give up media, and I'm not willing to do that.
1: Yep. I don't know why. I wish it would go to this.
0: But we talk a lot about, I like at the very beginning when we're really discussing like with Inda how they want it to be on the station because it's not, it's technically Mensa's bot, kind of. Right. But they're trying to get it a, a new classification so that it's not actually owned by anybody. It doesn't have a caretaker. It doesn't have a whatever. It is actually free. Although I like how every time it refers to free bots, puts quotations around free yeah it was a free bot right with bunny ears yeah free bot and inda is insistent that it have a feed tag
1: she's like we just and i genuinely believe like she just wants to give it a name yeah but Murderbot goes really deep like oh what why
0: why 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 So this is an exact recreation of me every time I have to make a login on a website that I don't want to make a login on. I'm like, you don't need my name. You don't need my phone number. You don't need my email address. You don't need any of this information. They're just trying to keep data on you. I know. Well, I don't like it for the same reason that Murderbot doesn't like it, which is like I don't want everybody to just know who I am. I want to be able to pick and choose who knows me right. and who knows what I am.
1: Yeah, and he's not going to tell a mur- murder bot. Why doesn't he just call himself Ren? I like Ren.
0: I know. I think it's because it doesn't feel like its name yeah. because it has a name. And so when it's Ren, it Im- is impersonating someone. And it doesn't want to impersonate someone. It just wants to be itself.
1: Well, sec unit works then.
0: Yeah, and yeah. it can't... Its name is private. It's kind of like Cats in the Cats, the musical, where they have three separate names. Mm. And they have the name that the cat only the cat knows and never will tell. And then they have the name that they are with other cats. And then they have the human name that everybody calls them. So it has Murderbot, which is its secret name that never tells anybody. It calls anybody. itself. That's the only thing it calls itself. And then it has its name with its friends, which is Sec Unit. And then it has its, like... This is my street name. That it's not my real name. It's just what other people call me, and right. that's kind of like Rin. So it's like I don't want to be Rin. I want to be me. I don't
1: think I knew that about cats. I think I should watch that again. Have
0: you watched? It's the very beginning when they do the like voiceover.
1: No, I didn't know. That's wild. I guess I haven't seen it in a long time.
0: Well, you can just read um, Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats by T.S. Eliot, which uh, is what it's based on.
1: Okay. I will do that. I'd prefer that, actually.
0: You're like, I'm not watching that movie you with gonna you. Are you
1: going to make me watch a musical? <laughs> oh, I, my God. remember when you talked about us watching that, and
0: I was like. No. You were like, I got I to raw dog that. I can't do that. Yeah, I'm not
1: going <laughs> to. I had a bucket list, and I was like an anti-bucket list, things I will never do. <laughs>
0: I'm talking about the stage play. Like, sure, sure, and sure. And there sure. was the like, 1997 production that they did that I had the VHS of. Okay. That was the stage play yeah. recorded. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, I'll, I will read that book in some time between immersing myself in throne of glass.
0: Um, <laughs> it's a poem book, so it doesn't take that long.
1: Oh, cool. That's great. I'll just fit it in between. Maybe I'll take it to work with me
0: when I'm in between selling
1: houses, yeah. showing houses on.
0: You could say everything Absorb in mind.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so where
0: are, where are we? Take us someplace, Rachel. Take us someplace. Well, I was talking about Inda's initial stipulations right. for SecUnit to stay on the ship, which is that SecUnit can't hack the cameras, Yeah, can't hack which, any of the security systems.
1: I, I know. I was a little frustrated for him. I, I wanted – well, granted, because we've seen him. We see how productive and protective yeah. and how much security he's actually able to offer – By controlling and hacking everything. Yeah. So it is cool and I guess some character development to get to see him still be the coolest and most adept person involved without having to do that with like a handicap. Yeah. But I'm just like, you guys don't know what's best for you. But that's what he's always saying. Yeah. Is that
0: humans don't know what's best for them. Right. Yeah. And I think it's not that Inda doesn't like him. She didn't trust him. She didn't trust him, and she's not sure if it's, a, it's agenda. Yeah. Because they're both trying to get to the same thing, but sometimes Murderbot goes a little... I
1: love that he describes her role as an administrative job, <laughs> and she's like the FBI.
0: It's so hateful. It's so... It's as judgmental of Inda at the very beginning as it is of comfort units. Yeah. Yeah. He's it's like, like... your
1: job's like you're like a secretary.
0: It's like, it's, this is a nice try, little human security person yeah but,
1: i mean he's not wrong they don't have a lot of murder uh, in preservation
0: yeah and i like how it hasn't actually investigated any murder either because that's not its job it just alerts people to the murder that's happened and either it did it and it just has to tell people or it didn't do it and somebody else has to figure it but out. it
1: also talks about how in the past it may have had to solve murders but it doesn't have any memory because they yeah wipe it, it every time so yeah
0: but thankfully it has watched a lot of murder mysteries. I like and, think it listens to it a really lot of true crime. And it really leans on that. And, and they listen to a lot of true crime podcasts. <laughs> and it's like I fucking got this.
1: I mean, I I kind of feel like that sometimes. Like I in my head if I ever think about like so every time I leave Matt and Rachel's house, I say I'm going to text you when I get home so you can let the FBI ma- FBI know I made it because I'll think about that. Like I live alone. Yeah. So I don't, you know, if something happened to me, how long would it take for somebody to know? But in my mind, because I've watched and listened to so much true crime, somehow I'm not going to get murdered. (laughs) Like, I've got this. I am trained. But I also know that I do light up a room, and I know that that's going to work up, like, work against me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. People are going to be like, that's not true. Like, no, it really was. Like, it actually (laughs) actually was.
1: Yeah, like – I could see that, yeah, anyways, I'm not yeah, safe. Basic,
0: basically a detective Listen yeah. to so much true crime. Right. And that's exactly how Murderbot feels. It's yeah. like And I'm like, it asks, have you done a forensic sweep? And then it's like, it waits. And, and the that, guy's like, yeah, we did. And he's like, yes. That's a real the, thing. I said the right words.
1: <laughs> he goes, and I learned that's the right thing. Yeah, that's, I know, that was really funny. I don't know how you remember all this stuff. Did you not just read it? Yeah, I just read it. Like yesterday, yeah. Oh, okay. Like, how do you remember from like two weeks ago? You know, it's probably because you read fast and absorb everything. And I made some notes.
0: Oh, That's I, what love. I keep looking over
1: at. Yeah, I should have been making notes. I listened to the whole thing while I was sleeping last night, and then had to wake up again and listen oh,
0: again. So you subconsciously absorbed it all.
1: Um. Yeah, I'm learning about yeah. how
0: that doesn't <laughs> help me absorb it at all. <laughs> And I like that Mensa gave it drones as a gift.
1: I know. Yeah. Like almost like a um, a bribe. Yeah. Like little tiny baby yeah. drones. Like, and I'm realizing like they're the size of like
0: bugs. Yeah. Baby drones. Yeah. Super sweet. Little Intel drones. Yeah, And it's like, Mensa's so good. It can get, me, she can get me a present. And say fuck you to the security team all at the same time. Yeah. Like, I love Mensa. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's she's the best.
1: She's really good at like politics.
0: Yeah. And but- then Inda didn't want him to have the drones. And that's when Mensa was like, they are an adaptive thing for him because it has a disability and it requires this to completely like, interact like, with the world. Like she puts
1: it, at- basically gives him a Dr. Snow.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's like it needs this in order to interact with
1: yeah. the world. Yeah, and there's so this society is so, um, like advanced and progressive that it's like, wh- what were you gonna say? Yeah, it was almost like she was gonna cancel her. Yeah, what were you gonna say? Yeah, about him not being a person. Right. Yeah. Are you sure?
0: Sure. Try again. Yeah. Is that sure? That, and is, I keep. Sure? I want to wait for a moment in my life when someone is about to respond, and I'm like, think about what you're about to say. <laughs> because you don't want to shovel this shit any deeper than you already shoveled it. I love those moments. Yes. I love those moments. She is very good. Martha Wells is very good at creating these very well fleshed out characters where we don't actually interact with Mensa all that often. No. And yet Mensa is a very real and very alive presence in the book because she's a real and alive murder bot.
1: Yeah, so... It's really cool to see, like, you know, me trying to learn writing and, like, the differences of it going from this book to what we read last week. Yeah. And how established. I was thinking about how consistent this world is. Yeah. Every book, our characters are the same thing. It's like she steps into the mind of her characters. Yes. Versus what what last week.
0: And the things that she thinks through are astounding. Like when they find the body, and Murderbot's like, "Okay, well, but what about the clothes?" And they're like, "What about the clothes?" And he's like, "Well, if they're recycler made, you can get those clothes anywhere, so they're not as distinctive as you think they are." But and then he goes through the like, there's two ways to go through a station and not be noticed. You can either like fly under the radar,
1: or you can make it seem like you're not trying. You're you're not flying out of Yeah, the
0: radar. you can look like a tourist. You yeah. can do one of the two things. Yeah. And they're like, "Well, if I saw this person, I'd think they were a tourist." But like because preservation has a active human-made clothing, they're not allowed to sell recycler clothing on the planet because they're afraid it will devalue the human-made clothing market. And so, they don't even think about like testing the clothes to see where they're from or anything. And it's really interesting that Martha Wells thinks about something as granular as on preservation. How do they get their clothes? And would the people on this spaceship even think about clothes in the way that Murderbot does? Because all the commodities on preservation, it's like everything's built to last. Everything's generations old. Everything is kept in good repair. They just keep using it. They don't for, have
1: hard money. They barter.
0: Yeah, they barter for everything. But they're also not a growth economy. There's no. There's nothing that encourages them to keep upping their GDP. Yeah, like, they're always just.
1: You know what it is? It's like a perfect commune.
0: It is. It's like a (laughs) utopian. This is part of our commentary. Yeah. And that's how they decide like, okay, so they came from another place. They picked this bright, colorful outfit in order to like look like a tourist.
1: And what we learn is they're actually refugees. Isn't this guy a refugee?
0: I don't think this guy is particularly, but he's like the liaison. That's
1: that's something you're going to have to explain to me because I was not quite sure what was happening
0: yeah (laughs) i wasn't sure what was happening (laughs) i read the book and it was great but i don't know what it was about
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's really what i'm saying
0: (laughs) so they find this guy and he's dead
1: so this is no i got that part yeah 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 yeah. okay yeah you go through yeah
0: and they're like okay secunit we'll call you if you need you and secunit's like they just told me to fuck off Yep. They don't want me there. Yeah. They don't need me. They don't want me. I'm superflu- superfluous. I guess I don't even need to be here. And then it leaves. And it's like, well, they may not need my help. Like there's certain things I can't do without their permission. But there's certain things that only I can do. So it goes to like the major hotel, the like port hotel, because they don't have small transient bunks like they do on other space stations because everybody is entitled to a room when they stop at preservation station, for free, because whatever. And so it pings, and it gets a response, and it's from a, quote, free bot. Mm. And that's the talus that it first interacts with. And that's when it has, like, this long tirade about, like, why does it turn its head to look at me? Its eyes aren't on its head. Its eyes are its sensors all over its body. Why do humans always program bots to act like humans? That's ridiculous. Which is just his, it's, like, commentary it's on con- it's constant commentary on why don't you let bots be bots right like why do bots have to be human ish right. except this one has six arms and like a satellite dish for a head <laughs> <laughs> and it it is responsible for maintenance in the hotel so it can let Murderbot into currently unoccupied rooms like rooms that are right. rented out but there's nobody in them but Murderbot can't touch anything and it won't let Murderbot in if it thinks it's going to be an invasion of privacy.
1: At this point, is it a consultant for the station security? Kind of. Is Have they, like, done that thing where it's like you're going to pay him money and he's going to help you?
0: Well, they they told him they wanted to work together. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. I and, knew
0: that happened. And they were like, well... We'll call you if we need you. Like, if we need you to consult on something, we'll call you in. And meanwhile, but he's like,
1: he's already got a plan on where things should be going. Yeah, it's
0: like, there's a, there is a possibility that this is a threat to Mensa. And if there wasn't a possibility that there was a threat to Mensa, absolutely. I'll go back to my room and watch The Rise and Fall of Sanctuary Moon for the next four hours. I don't give a shit. But because this might endanger Mensa, I'm invested. Right. And so it finds Trans room. Right. Because there's like a scarf. That's recycler material and it matches the guy's outfit. Yeah. And. It's like the same
1: print, just different colors. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. I got that part.
0: Yeah. I was like, oh, I understand that. Okay. So then it's like, okay, so I know it came in on, a, I know the guy came in on a ship. I got to find the ship because they know it, that the, the murder happened elsewhere because there's not enough mess where they find the body. Murderbot's like, there's not enough blood and brains and stuff. Right. This is not this is not what they normally look like. Trust me, because I've I've yeah. made a lot of bodies look like this before. Right. And it basically pings all of the. It sits like on a bench. It just closes its eyes and pings all of the transports that are currently docked to try to figure out which one might it might have been on. And it finds one that's like scrambled. And it it's actually calling for help. This bot is calling for help. This bot pilot is calling for help, um, but it couldn't actually call anybody. So as soon as it gets pinged, it's like, oh, thank you. So it sends him a garbled message. Like I literally can't even speak. I've been messed like, with. Messed with. And so that's when it it gets um, Gwathryn and Rothi to help it break in because yep. it's like I want witnesses. He call for backup. I want witnesses right. who can prove that I didn't do anything I wasn't supposed to do. Yeah, It asked me to go in. All I'm doing is going in. And so it goes in, and that's when it finds the murder scene. But they can't figure out, because as soon as, like, station security arrives, they realize that there's a video of this guy going in. And then there's video of, like, a gurney coming out with something on it, which was clearly his body. But they, they don't know who was on the ship, Or anything. And it turns out, through the course of everything that happens, that this guy is, like, aiding in the trafficking of refugees through the station. Because on the outer mining colonies, like the one that he went to at the, like, I think it was the second book, where he ended up being a security consultant on that ship. And they were all indentured labor. labor. So indentured servants go out to these mining colonies, and they literally just never let them leave. And so... so,
1: Yeah, more or less enslaved.
0: Yeah, Yeah. because they have children while they're out there, and those children have grown up, and those children signed no contract, and they're not not being paid. They're they're literally like, you're trapped here, so. And if you want to eat, you have to work. Mm. And so there's a whole, like, pipeline of refugees. Of people trying to get out. Of people that they go and they pick them up. And it's not, I mean, it's illegal. Not really illegal, because these people didn't sign any contract. Right. But they have to be snuck off, because they have to keep the corporation from killing them. Right. Or from take, getting them and taking them back. Yeah. And so he figures out where they are, and they're in like a cargo module, like an upfitted cargo module. And that's when he has to take the space bag mm-hmm. that, that blurps. <laughs> <laughs> Murderbot's like... Oh, my God. Like, I'm about to go in this, like, 200-year-old life buoy or something. It's called, like, it's it's like a bag in space. He's like, great, I'm in a bag in space. And it attaches to the airlock. And that's when he kind of rescues all the people. But it's just simply, it's simply, it's simply. It's not as complicated as you think. It's really just, like, the Underground Railroad. Okay. These people are sneaking people out. Right. And the corporation <clears throat> found out about it, and Lutran got killed.
1: And, but because the bad guy, the bad robot, bad robot. Yeah. Um, was working for the company that was owned all these people. Yeah. It
0: was like a combat unit that had gotten snuck onto preservation station years ago, like 27.3 years ago. And he was hiding. Yeah.
1: As a robot, as like
0: a port authority robot. And it w- it would actually just was a port authority robot. Balin Balin didn't it sounds
1: like a dwarf name.
0: Yeah, it is Balin Balin. Oh, <laughs> yeah. okay, yeah. yeah. I was like, what? It wasn't. It this was is like not... a LOTR. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but with robots. Yeah, um, but it was not a combat. It was a combat unit physically but mentally it was just a port authority robot and it had been there for like 30 some years and it
1: knew all the other robots it knew
0: all the other robots they were all friends with they it they were all pals and somebody found out that it was a combat robot and like unlock sent it like an unlock code to
1: unlock the combat to
0: unlock the combat personality
1: and then the combat personality murdered killed, the murdered
0: the, train. the and it murdered the ballin like the port authority Balin robot like it killed the other consciousness Oh. And became just the combat unit,
1: and was just hiding. And, was, and hiding. was pretending.
0: Yeah, and it it was able to get into the ship because it went out through the airlock and went around the outside of the ship and came in through the airlock on the ship and mm. killed Lutran, and then just that way. That's why there was no record of anybody going in and in out. and
1: out because it used another exit that yeah. no one else could use. Besides, right. no a no human could use it. So right, yeah. and they don't think about how they don't think their about a robot. robot would be actually a combat unit. Yeah. Combat units are scary.
0: Because it's been there for 30 years, and it's just been doing its job for 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the final showdown when-
1: Yep. I just read that like 30 (laughs) minutes ago.
0: (laughs) When Murderbot confronts. Oh, my God. And like, you could just- Yeah. Yeah, And they just all come in. Yeah. And all of the robots that were Balin's friend, they're like, something killed Balin. There's yep. an intruder and it killed Balan. And yep. like, they know.
1: Lolly baby? Jolly baby. Jolly baby. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, oh. I just, the part in the book where he's like, no, no. Because the robots got the name themselves, right? Yeah. So when he's like, <laughs> <laughs> they meet Jolly but he goes no no, no no it's like that is not it's no name. it didn't it couldn't have it couldn't have and, and it's, it's like, like I'm Jolly Baby <laughs> and then at the end when Jolly Baby comes through and is like the speaker for all of them that just yeah. like I feel like they do the superhero landing yeah. you know and they and just at come. first
0: at first Murderbot's not sure if they're there for him because it just says intruders trying to kill Balan or intruders is- and they <clears throat> and he has to think like do they mean me yeah, and but no, they mean the intruder consciousness, the combat consciousness yeah. that killed killed Balin's consciousness, right? And took over the body. And they're like, uh, uh-uh, uh. And they do killed our. And friend. then
1: it just like shuts down. Yeah,
0: it's like, well, I'm not. Meow. Gonna...
1: <laughs> shuts
0: the fuck down. <laughs> I know, and Murderbot's like, okay, well, that was. This is a little, this is emotional right now. Like yeah. all these robots came to. And he turns to, and faces a wall. Yeah. Yeah. They came into its defense because they were all friends. Yeah. Because they were all, and he.
1: It's moments like that that are my, like that is why these right. books are.
0: Because Murderbot has been adamant that robots cannot be friends. Robots and constructs, bots in general, cannot be friends. Because they are always beholden to what a human tells them to do. And he's never had to exist in a society where they are all—not in his estimation, free—but effectively free. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard for it to get past the idea that all of these robots could be friends. It could come to each other's defense, and they owe no one anything. Yep. Yeah.
1: I love them, jolly baby.
0: No, it's cute. Okay. and they all send like the the feed signifier for a joke, and like so they all start laughing. <laughs> And Murderbot's just like, oh, my God. Yeah. This is – I can't – you know what? I'm just going to do my job and get out of here because I can't handle this. Yeah. they're all like, hey. Yeah. (laughs) hi. And Jolly Baby is a giant – like a giant robot. Like a cargo hauler bot. Yeah,
1: like a huge robot. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, you know what I'm going to call myself? Jolly Baby. Yeah. It's like Little John. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So cute. It's so cute. And then at the end – we end, not that we're on the end already, but it was a short little it's story. It's a short book. It's a very short Yeah, story. there's a
0: couple other funny moments and some kind of poignant moments, like when Inda confronts him and she's like, just so we get this on the table, did you do this? Yeah. And Murderbot's like, how do I play this? I yeah. love it. It's like a page and a half of like, do I downplay it? Do I misdirect? How do I answer this? And it's just like. Well, I would have made it look like an accident or I would have hidden the body so you never found it.
1: Yep. Like, I'm just going to. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And Inda's like, "Um, where would you have hidden it so we wouldn't find it? And he's like, I can't tell you because then you'll find all the bodies I've hidden. Right. (laughs) And Gwathryn's like, it's joking. It's 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 joking. joking. It's It's joking. joking." And Rathi's like, stop joking. (laughs) Stop.
1: (laughs) I love that they all understand his sense of humor so much and that he is so funny. He's very funny.
0: And I think it's Roth. He's like, why don't you just show them where you were during the hours of the yeah, murder? Yeah, like, it's not that hard. And <laughs> Just show them the feed. And second, it's like, oh, yeah, I could have done that. Oops. Well, now I'm going to have to make it look like an accident if I ever kill anybody because they're going to be on the lookout for, <laughs> for hidden bodies. <laughs>
1: um. I was gonna say the last little, the way it like just ends is really sweet.
0: Yeah, I'm and I like the, it. I did like that Balin. I didn't like that Balin was the bad guy, but it was interesting that she used Balin as the bad guy or Balin, um, because Murderbot always gives other bots beauty. And yeah, he always gives them the benefit <clears throat> of the doubt. Always. Mm-hmm. Um, they're general. He generally describes them as benevolent, or like they cozy up, or they. You know, they speak each other's language. They he It always assumes that as long as it's not trying to be friends, that it can have a somewhat pleasant interaction with the vast majority of bots. Right. And then it gets to Balin, and it never even thinks about whether that Balin could be it. It's yeah. just like, oh, God, its job must be so boring. Right. I'd hate to be the Port Authority robot that just opens doors and shit. That sucks. Yeah. And never, never is like a bot could do this. It it keeps ramping up like the abilities of this superhuman hacker that is somehow like deleting themselves out of footage, right? And altering timestamps, and it's really not that simple. And I mean, In- it's really not that hard. No, and In- Enda's yeah. like, oh okay, well, I mean, wow, this super hacker's getting way super. <laughs> Murderbot's like, do you have any better ideas? <laughs> And it never once considers, like, the most obvious answer, which is this is a bot that's doing it, another bot.
1: Yeah. And he probably doesn't want to think it's a bot, too. Like, that's the whole thing, right? That we have to – we're trying to build some trust and that these constructed constructs aren't –
0: malicious
1: in any yeah. way. But this one is because it was programmed
0: to be. Right. Well, and it was the one of the ones that he slotted into. He has like secret combat unit is wild. Yeah. It had Murderbot has this huge group of like these are all the bots that I can interact placidly with. Like I can have a I can have a conversation. I, I don't have any ingrained prejudice against the vast majority of bots. But comfort units, fuck comfort units. And combat bots, evil. Hate combat bots evil evil. It's all of their bots. they're
1: overpowered.
0: Yeah. It's all of their bots and then it's comfort units and combat units. Yep. And I think- comfort- Aren't
1: those the other forms of constructs? Those are the other
0: constructs. The right. only ones that he does not immediately give a benefit of the doubt to are the other constructs. But like
1: robots, he like, we love and co- like, they're cuddly.
0: Yeah. Those are fine. Yeah. They're fine. They, maybe the we, other can halfsies, friends, we can We can interact. hybrids that yeah. are,
1: he has a take uh, issue with.
0: Yeah. And it's really- Well,
1: and that makes sense because he's like kind of in the middle of it too. I mean, comfort units- Are made for comfort. Yeah. Murder, I mean, combats are the murder bots.
0: Yeah. He's sort of in the middle of the spectrum. Yeah. And then on the one end, of course, comfort units. On the other end are combat units. And they're all constructs. And it's really notable of Martha Wells that she has given him a very, given murder bot a very consistent, very believable, very tangible trauma. Like trauma response. Yeah. That... It cannot stand other constructs because it has had to experience so much violence at the hands of other constructs because of human intentions. Right. And so they are not benign to him. They are something that can be used against him. They are all weapons, in his opinion, because he's by implication through a lot of what he says without actually saying it is he's been on missions where the people he was supposed to be protecting and helping forced the sec units to fight or yeah, had them harm like each dogs. other just for fun. Yep. And it really can't get over it.
1: I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah. It also it was
1: trapped inside. It was caged. Yeah. I mean, in essence, like, yeah, and that's why preserve, yeah.
0: That's why freedom is such a big deal to it. Yeah. It's like, no. Free bots. Yeah, no, I can't be free if I have a guardian. I'm just on, an, I'm just on another mission. I just have it's another. It's just a different type of cage. It's just a different kind of cage. Yeah. Yeah. Although I did like when Pinley makes a crack about, don't worry, I'll make sure there's a thing in your contract about how you can just. Be an like, asshole. You can just leave like an asshole whenever you want to. And he's to. like,
1: take one. It takes one to know one. <laughs> Uh, they they have so much respect and love for each other. I know.
0: There was so much character building and fun character interaction in this whole book.
1: I know. And we
0: needed it after the novel because the novel was great, but it was a lot of action. Yeah. It was a lot of go, go, go. It was go, go. It was like
1: four stories all in one. And we had
0: so many characters we were juggling. We didn't get a lot of meaningful one-on-one time right. with anybody but like Amena. Yeah. Amana. And this was good.
1: <laughs> the part where... Um... Dr. Menza has to get on the phone and, like, balance teenagers talking. She's talking about her family, right? Yeah, she's okay. like,
0: I'm scheduled to mediate teenager conversations later today. And, and I, I don't, don't have time for this. Yeah,
1: when they're, like, purposely trying to piss each other off. Yeah. And it's really subtle. It's, like, the way that they're doing it, it's, like, really passive-aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. He's so passive I know.
0: Guathred Gw- asks that. Yeah. It's like, are you just trying to be passive-aggressive? And Murderbot's like, first of all, I resent I resent that implication. Yes, I'm absolutely being <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you don't need to say it. Yeah, yeah. Shh. I know we tell. even got like fun. We got everybody. We got yeah. Rothie. The only ones we didn't get were the ones on the planet, and that was like oversay.
1: Yeah, but um, we got so much of them in the book. Yeah,
0: I think that's well, why. These are the
1: ones that we missed.
0: I think that's. Yeah. Why. I think it was a good touchstone for us. I'm. I'm hoping that this was like a. Okay, everybody, take a deep breath because shit's about to get crazy again. For the next book. Are we
1: getting a novel next or a novella? I
0: think it's another novella. Okay.
1: Yeah. This one was super short. They're normally like six hours long. And this one was four.
0: Because it's pretty simple. It's just a whodunit. Yeah. And it's also, it just gives us another glimpse into... (laughs) Into how he... Cut. (laughs) To how he's maturing as a <laughs> he just character. I just at me like I was such a douchebag. Matt does that. He gets his glass and he goes, and he just <laughs>
1: <laughs> It's kind of like an ASMR.
0: It is. That's what he says too. I know. He sits in that chair. And I was like, See, I got that chair set so wouldn't creak. And he was like, You got this chair for Kate. I was like, So it wouldn't creak because you guys both have the same set we of, wiggle. Hu- of special human skills. <laughs>
1: that's true We wiggle (laughs) it's such a good chair and it's also like a built-in um
0: yeah sensory thing yeah (laughs) yeah
1: you're like um pet the chair for a little bit oh yeah i do it constantly it feels great wait what are the what are they called sensory toys fidget toys fidget it's a it's a built-in fidget chair yeah so i'm like constantly fidgeting it's nice i love it i'm trying
0: to think of what i was gonna say something about Sorry,
1: I ruined it. Uh, no, you didn't ruin it. I the whole podcast. <laughs> I
0: ruined the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I did I'm just I don't know. I, I think I enjoy this one so much because the first three novel the first novella felt standalone. And it was great. Yeah. But it wasn't because in the second and third one, it's a continuation of the same storyline. Yeah. And then we get the novel because kind of the third novella wraps up that storyline. And then we get the novel, which is a complete storyline in and of itself. And then we get this book, which is for this novella, which is very standalone. Yep. And it is really just like a... Cute and quaint,
1: and we get more sweet little robots. This
0: felt like a gift. This felt yeah. like a... A I luxury. Know, I know yeah. what you guys want, which is Mensa and Murderbot together. Yep. And you want sweet all of his little, little buddies. little robots. He's, I love them. Including Goathrin. I think it's
1: like... Okay. Name top... Your top five... I don't know if I can name that many top three best robots in order in the whole in the, all of it all of since it since we're like kind of reaching the end of our Murderbot series. Do we for a include while.
0: or do we exclude Murderbot?
1: My, yeah, Murderbot. He's not. he me he's our main guy. Yeah. Everyone else, our, 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 yeah, yeah, are separate, but in order because we got art. Okay, Art's number one about no matter Obviously. What. Art, art, art number art one. Just,
0: number one. In, in exclusion of Murderbot, who's, we'll just put it at top. top. Like, yeah. Not not a number, just up at the top. Yeah. And then Art, and then Mickey. Oh, okay. We have the same answers. And then hey, Mickey's so sweet. And then Jolly Baby. <laughs> You're like, and then I'm just going to put Jolly Baby out there. <laughs> yeah. You he's know like, you know, Martha was like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what Jolly am Baby, am he's am going to hate I gonna name that. This? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. She knows Murderbot so well. And she can push. His, its buttons so well and she she's creates she's like what these name characters. would he hate more than anything and she creates these characters that are like a wedge and they just find all of the things that it's lying to itself about and she just drives the character right in yeah. there yeah
1: Mickey and Jolly Baby are very similar
0: and really f- is really forcing murder bot I mean these are these books are kind of about the exterior plot kind of
1: yeah but not but ever a, really like I, I don't ever feel like i have to really understand what's going on right
0: there's a reason you can thoroughly enjoy this novella and have absolutely no fucking clue about what really happened yeah because the real strength i mean all of it's great but the real strength is how well she knows this character
1: no and and that's that's That is what I have taken from the series. It isn't even about the story. I think we've talked about each and every podcast. Like, I kind of understand what's happening, but I'm not reading these series and I'm not connecting to these stories because of the intricate, technological driven sci fi piece of it. I love the characters. I love how, like you said, how thorough, like, they're, it's like, she just went to this other world and started writing, reporting back about it. Yeah,
0: because they feel like real people. They all feel like different people. They don't feel like perfect people. They all have their own like. They feel complete. They yeah. fe- they don't feel like characters. Like I love like I love archetypes.
1: that R- Rati doesn't have boundaries. Yeah, like he cannot stand not asking. He feels, Rati feels a lot like
0: me. Like, Gotta call out the elephant in the room.
1: Like he sees it happening and he just cannot not talk about like, are you okay, man? Yeah. And he's like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Stop talking to me. Yeah. I'm going to go stand in the corner.
0: That's what I'm, she knows. And then he- Dr.
1: B, she's like, you need to shut up and let him, like she's our psychologist. Yeah. Our, th- our counselor. Yeah. Is doing a documentary <laughs>
0: <laughs> quote unquote quote unquote yeah yeah
1: when he said he'd been that he's like i've been with her like five or six times so i was like yo you have been. he's been going
0: to therapy yeah and we've had glimpses of it before yeah. where they're like this is from a session with with her yeah with dr b and that's the one where we find out it it's always redacting the name of the company that people are actually yeah. saying the name of the company and it's always going back in and being like, company, every, yeah. time, <laughs> every time they say it. Yeah. Like, why are you doing that? And they're like, you, you just did it. Why did you do that? And then there's a reference to the fact that it has like logos on its parts that are yeah. unremovable. So it is branded with the company's logo forever. It can't remove them. Sorry. I think you're like looking at me and texting at the same time.
1: Correctly, too.
0: <laughs> like, I'm an inc- and I'm damn good at
1: it. I'm an incredible texter. Yeah, I've <laughs> been that way for a long time. I had a BlackBerry before an iPhone, mm. so I was quartying it up. Nice. I like had competitions for texting.
0: That's impressive.
1: Thank you. But you can read fast. It's fine. We all love our things. You did not
0: mention that in the last podcast. Are you sure? Yeah. Damn. I mentioned it this time. Yeah, you did. You're like, I caught up. It's fine. Yeah. I got it Wait, this I didn't time.
1: mention it last time? Uh-uh. Damn.
0: Oh, that's what I was going to talk about. This is a good contrast to our previous book. So City of Nightmares, we had an extremely unreliable narrator. Oh, like, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like Yeah. What- so you can see the importance of a consistent viewpoint. If you're going to give me one narrator, they, you got to fucking nail that character. Right. And Martha Wells is like...
1: She built a world and I feel like we get to go visit it. Yeah. Meanwhile, our friend Rebecca, she was just, she's trying, she's learning. Maybe she's a newer writer and she's figuring it out. I love what you said. Did you say that on the pod or was that afterwards? Where you said that you, no, you told me in real life. Yeah, Say I was that reading now. some
0: reviews. You were
1: on Goodreads.
0: Yeah, about Rebecca Schaefer. You sent and they, it as a
1: text, yeah.
0: Yeah, and they were saying that previous books were better. And so they were wondering, like, what happened to her editor? She she Did fired she fire her, her editor. Because you said that. You said it felt like she fired her editor.
1: I said it felt like nobody edited it. Like yeah. nobody pointed out the inconsistencies. Like, why yeah. are you talking about people's Race here and not here, and like, why is it like this here and not here? Like, yeah. it was very jarring. Like, uh, how, what is happening? Yeah, yeah, but this is beautiful, and I can tell. She's so like, like, I can read
0: masterclass. I can read this and go,
1: oh, this is what it looks like. Like, yeah. this is what and she is like.
0: not giving you the description you think you are. Like, if you sit down and actually read her descriptions, it's all super broad stroke, like the feed. We never describe how they're actually interacting with the feed. Is it verbal? But I know
1: it. In my brain, I have it.
0: Right. But yeah. she never says, is it verbal? Is it text? Because every yeah. once in a while, it'll be like, oh, they sent a joke signifier. Okay, well, is it text then? Because you're not hearing their voice. You're not hearing the intonation. But then sometimes people joke. are
1: sub-vocalizing.
0: Yeah. So, but that's what I'm saying is you you build so much of the world yourself because she's very, very good at giving you just enough that you get to picture it, and then you can picture more of the details than she could ever tell you. Yeah. And so describing the setting never feels clunky.
1: Yeah, that's like, true. Like, and I have like this whole, but I also, the world that I see is is very similar to other sci-fi worlds I've been in. Yeah. But it's just enough. Like, what was that? Um, did you watch it? It was on Netflix. It had Joel Kinnaman in it. And then the second season, it had um, Anthony Mackie in it. It's like super sci-fi. Altered carbon. Altered carbon. Matt read
0: it. Read it and watched it.
1: Yeah, I watched it. I thought it was cool. It got canceled for the third season, but it was a really cool. But like that gave such a cool sci-fi. So I think I picture a lot of especially the like corporate area. Yeah, What's it called? Corporate, yeah. corporate
0: rim, yeah, corporation I've, rim. That
1: like this. Anytime it talks about advertising and how like the ads pop pop up in front of you and the hollows and like it's a
0: similar world. Very Blade Runner dystopian future. But then preservation, of, like, corporation, dystopia. preservation
1: is so minimalist. Yeah, it's like actually like a real just
0: green. Yeah, I mean, it's a can, hippie commune.
1: It's a hippie commune that works. Yes, that works. Small enough. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, it's good. Um. I was like, oh, yeah. So there's, like, that part in the – they go to the, but like, food court yeah. to, to meet with Inda because it's, like, a benign setting for everybody. Right. And he described – or it describes that they're eating at – or they're sitting at this place and it's called Starchy Foods. Oh, with yeah. three exclamation marks.
1: With little things, like, little pictures of things on it. Like- yeah. That He's like, I imagine those are the
0: the starchy foods. That must be starchy foods. And they must be french fries. It's like, I don't know, whatever those are. It's like a fry booth. (laughs) Yeah, it's a fry booth. Right. And so (laughs) the actual description that she gives is extremely minimal. We find out the name, which is starchy foods with three exclamation marks, and that there's like little flashing pictures. But you immediately get the idea of like, it's probably like a neon sign. And And there's like a counter. You know what
1: colors it was in my brain? Red and yellow. Yeah. And it was just like a little McDonald's. Right.
0: But it was called Starchy Foods. And it was an extremely broad stroke stroke description. Yeah, like I had a whole picture of it. And this is something that really, really good writers can do is they don't need to walk you step by step through a world. They have set up such a complete world that when you get to this point, they can give you a couple of hints and you can just aesthetically match. All what of it, it is. Whatever. And drop it into you the world you have created from their description that they've given you. And it feels complete. And the way I envision starchy foods and the way you envision starchy foods may be two entirely different things. Because the she hasn't limited us in what we can picture in our minds. So you can you can pick the like whatever sci-fi fits for you, whatever aesthetic fits for you, and you can take her descriptions and apply it to but it. But I
1: never feel like anything's lacking. No, you don't. Because yeah. you,
0: that's when a writer is really, really good. They don't need so much description that it takes you out of it. Like Tolkien, for example. Those books are great. I'm not saying they're not. I love them. You better
1: be careful here.
0: But that man can describe a tree for fucking Ever and they're, I'm not saying they're not great. Oh, I'm not. They are benchmark. They're, okay,
1: they're not a book I can reread all the time.
0: No, but they feel meaty because you have to wade through that description. You worked you work through that book. Yeah. He had a world that he wanted you to see and he needed you to see it exactly the way he saw it.
1: But he was also writing for the sake of writing.
0: Yeah, yes,
1: like his his goal. I mean, his goal was to build a universe. Yeah. And also in a very literary way. Right. Because so I feel so like-
0: he needed you to see this world because he was creating a very specific world. Yeah. Martha Wells is creating very specific characters. Right. And she needs you to see these characters the way they are. Mm-hmm. But the world is incidental. Right. And she gives you – it doesn't feel like City of Nightmares where you got so little – You had nothing to fill it in. You had no, it felt like it was all happening in like space because she didn't give you enough setting description that you could picture anything. Yeah. But she gives you, she gives you enough, but she doesn't overdo it. She really lets you steep in the character interactions. And that's what I, I think I love most about her writing is you never feel like, oh my God, I can't listen. Like, I have no idea what art looks like on the outside. We have a vague. We don't know
1: what art looks like at all no i mean it does he even have a body
0: no i mean like art's ship we oh, know yeah, that Murderbot yeah, yeah. recognized art ship and it's like oh i recognize oh, I it's a, a familiar form I you have a picture yeah i have a picture because martha yeah. wells is really good at that she's yeah. created such a solid world yeah you have absolutely no problem dropping something that feels aesthetically right into that world And the way you picture art and the way I picture art might be two different things. And it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because what matters is what we do on art and what we do with art. Right. Not what art looks like. Right. Which is what I really like.
1: Yeah. I totally love that. She's just, I just love her writing so well. I'm so glad that you're good at talking about stuff like that. (laughs) I love listening to it, but I also could not say that
0: parse that out now you'll see it no and
1: i do and i think that's one of the reasons i'm enjoying this so much and enjoying you bringing books to the table that i normally wouldn't read because i know i it's like i i know that something is happening i know that there's a thing about this that i like yeah but i have no idea how to tell you what it is and so that's what i'm really enjoying you just don't
0: have the language yet
1: I know, and as soon as I do. But I have the language about some things, just not all things. Right. But I love, that's what I'm really loving about doing this with you is that I'm learning more. Oh, this is what this means. Like in Crescent City when there is an actual rifle on the wall. <laughs> You're like, check, off, rifle. rifle. It's right there. It's been there the whole time. Like it's such, like she's like laughing at us. Yeah. She's like trolling us. We're all laughing together. But it's actually a gun on a wall. Yeah. When I read that, I, like the second read through, I was like, oh, my God. I know this now. I know this. <laughs> So yeah, I love that, but that's what I really enjoyed about doing this with you is like having more insight into like the writing versus just the characterizations and the plot lines and the blah blah blah. Yeah. Should we read Sanderson at some point? No, you don't want to do those. Let's let's get through throne a glass. <laughs> I know. I'm just <laughs> I mean, I don't think we should do Cosmere.
0: I think it would be I don't want to do Brandon Sanderson.
1: Yeah, I um, knew. You, I knew you did it. I knew you did it. And I'm okay some. with that. He's
0: got what well, we could do. Elantris. Have you ever read Elantris? Yeah, Elantris is good, and that's yeah. his first book.
1: It is. We could do that one, and
0: it's standalone.
1: And that one doesn't get as much attention as like his other stuff, right? Which I I would rather listen to pods about that. I don't want to. There's. It's so big.
0: I I liked Elantris. I read Mistborn too, and it was okay. But I, yeah,
1: I read Mistborn. Um, I read that trilogy. Yeah. Ugh. I loved it I loved it I loved it like I it was great I think about it I, I want to revisit that world and spoiler alert if you haven't read any of the Mistborn books p- skip ahead 15 seconds but the way it ends pisses me off and that's yeah. fine <laughs> I'm not about that life
0: yeah That's what I'm saying. That's why sometimes I have to wait for it to end. Because if it's not going to end the way I want it to end, no, fuck right off. I'm not going to invest any more moments in this. Yeah, I
1: do not want to be that sad at the end of a book. No. Fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: No. No, maybe we could do something really light. We'll do some reverse harem. That's what we'll do. Oh my god! Hell yeah! Yeah, we'll just dive headfirst into some spice for a little while. Yeah,
1: I think we should do some spice. Yeah.
0: Oh, oh yeah, so I we'll do Thrown a Glass, and, and then, then we'll do some palate cleansers where there's more sex than plot.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and then we'll come back. <laughs> just something a little heavier, and by that point, it might be the end of the year. Because <laughs> I mean, if we do Thrown a Glass bi weekly, it really will be. I mean, that'll be four four months. Um, but it, it'll be cool because we're gonna also read. Um, uh, that second, the trilogy or the the yeah the Serpent in the Wings of Night. Yeah, you killed it. Thanks. <laughs> you did so good. Bye. No, Cassandra Broadband. <laughs> Cassandra Broadband. Okay. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. It's because and the the cover is really curly. Like, yeah, it's the hard to really remember curly, it, so it's hard to remember it.
1: Um, the Kindle keeps asking me to um pre-order it, and it's only gonna be four ninety nine. Aww. I think it's on because that book was on. Girl,
0: don't undervalue yourself. <laughs> it could be six ninety
1: nine. Girl, it'd be t- nineteen nineteen ninety nine. I'd buy for it. I'd buy for it. I'd buy would, for it. I would buy for it. The ashes. <laughs> wait, the this one's curly too. <laughs> oh carissa
0: not cassandra carissa
1: carissa broadbent we love you and respect you i'm sorry we get your name i knew
0: because it reminded me of clarissa explains it all but i knew it wasn't but i always say
1: cassandra because it's cassandra clare yeah who did the shadow hunters did you read any of those Mm -hmm. we don't have to read
0: shadow hunters (laughs) they're why aren't they are ya are not they
1: They are YA, and I read them all, and there's a lot of books. I have
0: to gear myself up for YA. I have to be ready to dive into teenagers. I
1: I agree. Oh, 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 oh. And I don't know if this is the right show to talk about this, but it's something I've been putting a lot of – I haven't been putting thought in. It comes up in my brain often. Yeah. We were really hard on the ages in – a Court of Thorn and Roses. And I feel like we need to really step back and remember that in that, like those, that we cannot judge their ages right based on today's standards. It's more like the ages in the middle ages. Right. You're going to so, die at 35, 18 So middle-aged. 14, 14 is like almost adulthood. Yeah. So when Ferris started at 14, like, so by the time she's 19, so she- So we
0: were giving her too much benefit. She of the could
1: death. have actually been a battle-worn.
0: Battle-hardened. Battle-worn worn and torn. Yeah. Battle-hardened. You know what I mean? Especially since her sisters were at home whining instead of going out and helping her.
1: Right. And I just think that what's really funny and why I kept thinking about it is because, you know, I reread Crescent City. And Crescent City takes place in more of, like, our world and in like modern day, like they have all the same technologies and stuff. Oh. And um, like Bryce, our main character, is older. She's like 26. Oh, okay. And I, rec- I saw what she was doing there. Yeah. And when you think about like this world versus that world, you're like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah okay. Maturity-wise,
0: so- we're about the same. Age-wise, we're a little different. I got you. Yeah. So I just feel like we were really hard. I was thinking about that in Throne of Glass because the main character is Is 19,
1: 18. But when you learn, you finished it.
0: Okay, we're not going to talk about it. Sorry. But But
1: she's a lot older because
0: she's lived through some shit. Right. But at first when they were like, she's the best. 17. She was like The best assassin ever and the most accomplished assassin and famous and queen of the underworld. Oh, and she's 18. I was like, fuck right off. Yeah. And I was but like, you got
1: to think of her more as like 26. Like, okay. it. Like, okay, so I was like, okay. I, because
0: that's, I thought about the same exact thing. It was like, this is a world where it's a little bit different. Yeah. We don't have the same level of care and we don't even have magical we healing. Don't, we don't get put our ribbons back together. And we do not get to be children till we're 12. She used ribbons, torn to ribbons, in Throne of Glass.
1: Oh, she. And you I was like, Hold up! She'll
0: use it like over and over and over and over again. Please write that down on a card. Put that up next to your computer when you're writing. And every time you feel like writing it, look at the card and think,
1: "Don't say that.
0: Don't do it. Find another way." But
1: also at this point, I'm like, "Yes, let's go."
0: <laughs> like ribbons, fuck yes. <laughs> yeah, let's go.
1: Torn to threat torn to shred, shredded to ribbons. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you'll see. I just feel like you and me could just be a little less hard on teenagers. Okay, I hear you. In those two
0: books. I hear you.
1: But I agree. I think that like what you're saying, young adult books, in some worlds, like they are kids. Yeah. But in some worlds, people get old really fast.
0: It's it's okay because they're not set in high school. I just need to remember like when they're in high school. It's not the same world. It's hard. Yeah. But they're not in high school. It's okay. Yeah. It's fine. I don't even
1: have high school. They don't have public education. No, in these books. No. I mean it's like the middle middle time middle. Mid, yeah, it's our st- it's our
0: standard fantasy
1: medieval times.
0: It's our standard fantasy, time and their period. years could be longer. It's a different world, a different universe. You're like,
1: please, please, please. Yeah, I've just please. I've been giving it a lot of benefit of the doubt <laughs> lately.
0: Okay, I mean, I'm I'll try. I'm trying. We yeah. tried, we did. Every time I mentioned it, you were like, let's all remember she was eighteen. Like, please. Well, we just- and
1: I just yeah, and that's right. I was giving him a hard time too, because but we you know, it the world the day cycles could be longer. Yeah. Like the lo- the years could be longer. They could be a lot older, you know? So I think reading through Throne of Glass, we need to try and not be like, but that bitch is seventeen years old. Because she's like a 45-year-old yeah. in what she's had to live through. Yeah, what she's
0: had to go through. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, how do we want to wrap this up? Because I want to talk to you about some stuff, but
0: I'm not sure it should be on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are up to like 85 Instagram followers. Holy shit. I don't know what happened this week, but we got like 20 followers Probably because you're
1: killing it at your content.
0: Because in our, in our last book talk... We had 63, because I made a crack about 63, and now we're up to like 85, so I don't know what happened, but welcome new friends. Oh
1: yeah, it's nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you. I'm Kate.
0: I'm like this so close to three
1: digits. Oh my <laughs> God, it's because you're crushing
0: the gram. I even posted a reel
1: the other day. It was awesome. I saw Thank it. You. I liked it. I loved it.
0: Thank you. love she that shit. And you're I cute. was, yeah, so join the Instagram if you haven't already. It's at Strange and Beautiful Book Club, and... We got a Patreon this week. <gasps> Shut up. Some A stranger? Somebody I do not know. Join the Patreon. Um, Whoever you are, you are special and yeah. you are loved. They're supposed to get a shout out. That's the tier they joined. So I'm going to shout them out. But I need to look up their name. And I'm not going to do their last name because.
1: Because, a, because yeah. that just seems like not that, nice. That
0: feels odd to me. And they, I didn't specifically get then permission. No one knows
1: our last names. Probably. Anyway,
0: it's Meg. Hi, Meg.
1: Hey, Meg. Welcome.
0: Welcome to the Patreon. I bet you're great. I know. We're so oh my- glad to have you here. Yeah.
1: We're going to call you Jolly Baby Meg. Let's <laughs> <That's> not. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to give her a sweet little nickname. But if you also... Mickey Meg.
0: <laughs> if you also want to get a little love on the, pa- on the podcast, feel free to go over join the Patreon. I think I've said it the last couple of pods, but I mean it, because we have like three different podcasts, so not everybody listens to all of them. Yeah. Because we have like movie, TV, and books.
1: Yeah, dude, you've been crushing the movies. I got to get in on some of those movies. You need to watch. The, have you watched The Fountain? Oh, you're doing The Fountain. I did The
0: Fountain. We did The Fountain. It's up now. Oh, it is. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'll listen to it. I've watched it. I knew. I remember you guys saying
0: Aronofsky.
1: Yeah. Is that who did that? Yeah.
0: One? And I we we didn't go through the synopsis. We tried doing something where we just sat down and talked about it because The Fountain, especially. You can't really go through no, there beat is, by beat. No, it it's like you... doing memento. No, yeah. they'll do it. No.
1: Um, I hear I hear you. Yeah. yeah. But I definitely want to get on some of the um, old school fantasy stuff. Yeah. Like crawl. I'll,
0: I'll holler at you. Holler at you. Thank you. You're welcome. But Or what, Edge of
1: Tomorrow. You know I'm obsessed. And I'm reading that book.
0: Edge of Tomorrow the book.
1: Yeah. I love that movie. I've I don't remember. I don't know if I said this on the pod last time, but I am
0: obsessed. You said you've watched it like four times. Since yeah, it came on HBO Max.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I just want to watch Emily Blunt again. Yeah, you're I like, you know, what I think
0: I do. I think I'm gonna watch Edge tomorrow. <laughs> I just <laughs> love it fine. so much. It's, fine. it's good, oh. but this is me saying, go join the Patreon. We want you there. Come join us. Talk yeah. to us. Be, yeah, be part of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I have a like, I have a dollar tier, which Patreon was like, don't. Don't have a dollar tier, and I was like Patreon. I do what I want. Have you seen my Instagram? I
1: do what I, I want. do. What I, I want. do. What I want. Your trends mean nothing to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Only because I'm totally unaware of. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't know.
1: But that's. I mean, you know what I mean. On Patreon, like a dollar's great. Yeah. If you had like four thousand people give you a dollar every month. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I need- yeah
0: that's the point of patreon but
1: um when do i start
0: getting paid i'm just kidding (laughs) i'm I'm sorry i thought this was a volunteer it is it is it is Uh, i'm gonna buy you the book that penny wants to cover (laughs) you don't have to buy that book
1: i can get it from the library okay let me let me get it at the library
0: all right so we are going to create a new not a new one but we're going to do a podcast with my daughter i think i'm going to do it as a patreon exclusive Oh, that'll be great. So that's another good reason to go on and join the Patreon because you'll get to hear Penny talk about her favorite book because she reads more than I do. And I'm happy she's to have her come and talk.
1: She's really sweet and very funny and very articulate for a nine-year-old.
0: She has a her Kindle. So she has a kid's Kindle and it tracks her hours. And she's like, I just won the Super Bookworm Award and it's for reading more than 10,000 pages or more than 1,000 hours on her Kindle.
1: Yeah, she was trying to give me shit for not having any accolades. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I do. I just don't know where they are. She's like, you don't. (laughs) And then while I was asleep, she tried to add like five different apps. She's so sneaky. She's so sneaky. She said, is this two-ply or one-ply? And I was like, I don't know. (laughs) Oh, it's two-ply. This is okay. i was like, okay, Penny. (laughs) I love Penny.
0: And she probably just gave you that look like, oh, I'm sorry. I was not supposed to put
1: five apps
0: on your Kindle while you're sleeping
1: why yeah let's get these when we were going through the grocery stores let's get
0: these donuts for dad tomorrow and i was like yeah penny definitely lives by the everything not expressly prohibited is permitted rule of life
1: that so do i and that is exhausting once you get (laughs) into adult world
0: it's like like you have to make the mistake to learn say yeah
1: you have to make the mistake to learn. Yeah. And that gets exhausting as you get older. So, at one point in life, hopefully, she learns that there are other people who know better. Yeah. Because it really mm-hmm. does boil down to, I know better. Yeah. Until I, you know, if I don't know it, then yeah. it's not. Right. Yeah. God, I, anyway. that's, we'll let the listeners go. We'll just let them go. Okay. I'm sorry, guys. We love no, you. we love
0: you. Thank until you. Until next time. You. Bye, friends. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: in here or is it just me tuning in to hear these three chatting about fantasy and novels of the spicy variety not your average book club if you know what i mean are you happy to see us or is that a dagger it's feast she shatters
0: Follow us on Instagram at strangeandbeautifulnetwork to stay updated on the latest episodes, behind the scenes peaks, and exclusive content from all our shows. You can also find additional ways to support this show on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash strangeandbeautifulnetwork. By becoming a patron, you'll gain access to bonus episodes, early releases, our Discord channel, and other exciting perks.